You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Agile Management Office. This episode is one of nine chapters in the series for the much-anticipated AMO white paper, titled, Is the PMO Still Fit for Purpose? We hope you enjoy it. Chapter 6, Lack of Efficiency. Whilst PMO is reacting to the environment around them, they often create a cycle of inefficient behaviours without realising it. So, what is this lack of efficiency and what can we do about it? The traditional approach for the forming of a PMO to affect governance on delivery is no longer appropriate in a rapidly changing environment. PMOs that have been trying to do the same thing over the last 50 years are no longer effective. The outdated PMO is typically established to align to an organization's delivery methodology, often waterfall in nature, which assumes that every activity is sequential. The rigidity of the traditional governance waterfall approach inhibits adaptability and flexibility. Often, there are multiple PMO frameworks across an organization because every PMO is redeveloping material, process, and tools for various programs and projects. These continue to change every time there is a PMO leadership change. In a typical large organization, you'll often find hundreds of PMO resources working across dozens of PMOs. These resources often working in isolation of each other to deliver the same outputs often duplicating efforts as a result. For example, introduction of new tools, management of project resources, defining reporting templates, and managing prioritization activities, varying from PMO to PMO across an organization. Despite establishing enterprise PMOs, also known as ePMOs, which are supposed to be the parent of all PMOs within an organization, They are often there to serve executives, focusing on high-level policy setting and organisational reporting and metrics. Furthermore, focus is usually limited to the highest priority projects where the rest fly undetected. With limited external support, guidance or investment to evolve governance, PMOs focus on internal self-healing. This poses a big risk as sometimes this involves recycling the same outdated thinking. Considering the high failure rates of projects, this could be a contributing factor. Instead, focus and investment is given to the evolution of delivery and the PMO is often an afterthought. Organisations work in cycles. People change over time, as does maturity. It is not a straight-line journey. They may not be prepared, but they need to focus on doing what they have to do, not what they want to do. A PMO that does not continuously review to improve itself exposes itself to chaos. That chaos appears in the PMO as hairline cracks, which begin to grow under pressure. Left unchecked, it weakens the foundations of your organisation. Over the last year, we have spoken to many people across all levels and industries, from executives, PMO practitioners, 
delivery managers, and operational staff. Most of them agreed for every time they initiate a new portfolio, program, or project, they find themselves reinventing the wheel with PMO. For example, every time there is a resource change within the PMO, there is a complete reset of processes with little consideration given to the flow and effect for delivery teams. It means many of the same processes are being repeatedly redeveloped. They are not mature, optimized, and therefore carry a lot of waste. Not only is time wasted on redevelopment, development is not contributing to the increased efficiencies. We have, before, helped executive general managers in large banks understand that they themselves were absorbing effort to fill a void in their ineffective PMO. We have also observed a PMO in a mining organisation enable the cycling of four PMO managers in less than two years, each bringing in new process, toolset and governance approach. These are merely examples of inefficient and ineffective governance. Additionally, with the rise of agile methodologies and frameworks, this is being seen as a considerable challenge for many PMOs globally who are struggling to keep up with the constant changes in delivery methods around them. Throughout our global research, we've been able to find many examples where organisations felt their PMO was ineffective in meeting its governance needs, rather moving around it or eliminating it altogether. In some organisations, the PMO could be seen as inauthentic in that they are not actually providing pragmatic ways of working, ways that would benefit the organisation overall, but rather enforcing their perceived version of best practice. Traditional methodologies are inflexible and inefficient at adapting to changing governance needs. They often tell you the what, but not show you the how. It is perhaps not a focus area, as it does not appear to immediately impact on a company's profitability. However, far worse inefficiencies currently plague today's PMO world. Chiefly amongst these are re-establishing relationships with stakeholders every time there is a change at the PMO helm. Whereas taking more of an AMO approach focused on solving a problem using innovation, collaboration and creativity rather than trying to solve a problem using established methodologies and techniques, instead of trying to copy what others are doing, the AMO works collaboratively, not only within their team but also into the far reaches of an organisation and leverages expertise from the organisation around them. By actively engaging others, these teams often will do the same and as a result reduce duplication and demonstrates more transparency. From a techniques and data source perspective, the AMO framework defines inputs, outputs and processes that are synergistic at project, program and portfolio levels. Unlike traditional PMOs, the work goes beyond the constraints of delivery into the far reaches of an organisation. There should only ever be one single point of truth. The AMO helps to find and maintain it. By having a flexible framework that evolves with the project environment and utilising lean principles to eliminate waste and inefficiencies. By not changing all aspects of the AMO function whenever there is a resource change, 
you will immediately see a reduction in unnecessary duplication, rework, and processes. The AMO method has delivered far-reaching results and in many cases has exceeded expectations for those who have adopted it so far. In fact, two of our government clients were able to confirm the approach taken resulted in a rare, on-time, on-budget delivery. Capability gaps are prevalent in most organisations. Those gaps can be filled through several channels, including mentoring, coaching, upskilling and training. Although, when it comes to training and the PMO, why is this a problem area for the PMO? What did our survey respondents say and what can be done about it? Find out in the next chapter, Lack of Training. Thank you for listening to this chapter. We welcome any feedback. If you would like a copy of a specific chapter or access to the whole white paper series, please visit our website www.agilemanagementoffice.com. I hope you've been able to learn, feel, think, or be inspired today. Thank you for listening, and please share or rate this if you enjoyed it. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.